0: Good morning, morning. morning. and welcome to UCC Longmont. I have to tell you, uh, it's been quite a morning. I'm guessing that none of you um, had an easy morning with the added snow. There's always a little something extra to do, a little extra caution. And so I just want to acknowledge the extra effort that each person here made this morning, and I thank you I thank you for that. We knew you would come. You always do. And for some, this is a very special Sunday, a day when they are going to commit as new members to the life of this congregation. And this is a wonderful way to show each other that we do show up for each other. And we show up for those who are joining us from other spaces and places as well. We trust that you're joining us from those other places because you still have electricity and not everybody does, but we're glad that you're joining us. And whether it's Sunday morning when you're watching this or participating or some other day, you are a part of this community and we appreciate you. My name is Sarah Varasco and my pronouns are she, her, and hers. on behalf of Robert and Reverend Amelia and Addie and Nicole and Trisha, who's up in the AV loft, and our star usher, Amy, who's not just the coordinator of ushers, but she made it this morning. We are missing um, Lauren this morning, uh, but someone stepped up. And so Amelia and I had a moment where we said, oh, I wonder who would step up if we didn't come. And it's not just not coming, but weren't able to make it here. But all of us who are here, we, we appreciate your presence. So let's just take a moment to arrive. Whatever needed tending this morning was tended to, and whatever was left undone will still be undone. And so just allow yourself to arrive. Allow yourself to be still for a moment. and allow your breath to deepen. And as Amelia has taught us, putting your hand over your heart offers the same neurological and physiological response as a hug. So let's put our hand here. Just allow your breath to deepen. Allow yourself to feel that connection your breath, to your body, and your connection to this space. And having arrived, let's welcome each other with the words that we offer each week when we say, no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, You are welcome here.
1: We often bring in the light during a a song or a hymn on Sunday mornings, and tonight, uh, today we are bringing in the light. It feels like night, doesn't it? Today, <laughs> we are bringing in the light with some quiet. And so continuing in that spirit of prayer that, and, and breath that Sarah has invited us into, see how bringing in the light rests with you differently this morning when we do it in a moment of silence or at least of stillness within us. illness um, landed like snow for me. I wonder what you experienced within you. Children's Church is meeting this morning. Uh, any of the kids who would like to go to Children's Church will join Lisa, who is leading. She's just in the back. They'll just be right down the hall in room 12, and they'll return before the end of the service to make it easy for them to connect with their grown-ups. Kids, as always, are welcome to stay in the sanctuary as well. We're beginning this morning with a prayer, and we are also doing this a little differently than we often do. You do have the words in your bulletin, but they are there so that you can return to them later if you would like to. For now, I actually invite you to set your bulletin aside. Just hear these words as they become a prayer that we are praying, but that is also prayed through us. As it is possible to walk through a field without seeing the grass, so it is possible to walk through life without seeing the divine. I do not wish to believe in you. What I desire is to experience you. Not an idea in a prayer book, but a presence I can touch. Not above me, but beside me. Opposite me. Facing me. Surrounding me. Inside me. Not me, but available to me. Even if you are beyond definition, you are always within reach. Let me make a place for you. Let me be open to your voice. As I venture into scary places, let me sense you alongside me. My prayer is simple. Let your breath become my strength. Amen.
0: Let's rise in spirit and sing hymn number 292, Breathe On Me, Breath of God. It's in the Black Hymnal 292. It's also on your screens. often find it funny when the weather is a perfect match for a sunday morning. We've just wrapped up a sermon series on exploring each of the lines of the Lord's prayer. And this morning's service is framed with three different prayers that were written in 2023 and you just experienced the first one that Amelia led and then Rob Cronin, one of our youth directors is gonna read one and then we're going to have one as a benediction. And the funny thing about these prayers um, is that they just randomly showed up in my inbox, in my personal email, not my church email. I mean, we get a lot of emails, but this one had my personal, my, I'm dating myself, my Yahoo address And it had sort of that look of like, do I click this or do I just delete it? And I'm so glad I clicked it. And I hope that, as Amelia said, you'll revisit these prayers after you see them, but I wanted to hold them up against, not in opposition, just as in a very stark difference to the Lord's Prayer. Because throughout our sermon series, I've wondered to myself, I wonder how, how you all pray. And I've asked myself, how do I pray? And perhaps like you, I, I've noticed that my prayer has shifted over the years. I mean, there have been times when it's been words, times when it's been complete silence, Times of reading scripture. I've never quite been a journal- journaler, but I know that is prayer for some people. For some people, music is prayer, or painting, walking, cycling, hiking. But what about stillness? We've been inviting ourselves and all of you into moments of stillness in our worship services quite intentionally. And I was recently referred to the book, uh, The Art of Stillness by Pico Iyer. Perhaps that's a familiar name to you, perhaps not, but he began traveling at the age of nine, traveling across the country to a boarding school. And when he turned 18, he decided that he wanted to travel to each continent, so he learned how to mop floors because he figured that was a skill that would work everywhere. And later in life, he became a a travel writer so that his joy and his job could be one, his joy of moving. And traveling. And what he learned in his life was the art of stillness. And the result of stillness for him were more attentive and more appreciative eyes. It changed his perspective just from stillness, not study not debate, not doing. And what I know about myself is that I have to have a whole lot of movement before I can be still, and that's okay. That's okay, do it, knock yourself out, not literally. Maybe I should say tire yourself out so that you can be still. Let the stillness come after you've done all the busyness. What he also said is that stillness allowed him to turn a life of movement into an art. And as a writer, he said stillness, sitting still is our workplace and sometimes our battlefield. I wonder if you noticed that, Amelia, when you were writing your books. that There were times when stillness was a workplace where it came easily, and other times where it felt like a struggle. And stillness offers us that. It seems for writers and others that creations and clarity come not when out in the world buzzing about, although there might be notes jotted down or pictures taken. but while sitting, or standing, still. And in the stillness, impressions turn into sentences. Experiences and learned wisdom turn into parables. And encounters and deep desires turn into prayers. In the letter to the Colossians, Letter. So, the writer of Colossians. The author wants readers and hearers to continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel. And what this author had been noticing or experiencing was the presence of teachings that were different from the early Christian teachings. So in the environment that this author lived were these different teachings, different priorities, different messaging, all gaining traction in communities, and there was concern. If you think fake news is new, (laughs) think again. All throughout the human experience have been opportunities to choose and to determine what is true and right and just and wise. But to get to that place, you often have to turn off the TV or the radio, end the conversation, put down the book or the phone, and be still. And at some point, perhaps after a long time of solitude and stillness, because it's possible this was written by Paul, not completely sure. But keep in mind that the Apostle Paul did a lot of writing from jail. And those were not the days of overcrowded, inhumane conditions. There was probably a lot of solitude there. And so from this place of solitude and stillness, the author wrote these words. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you have against one another. There's that forgiveness again. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace. I wonder how much scratching out and backspacing it took to get to those gems. And as a community, we sit with these words collectively just a few times a year in celebrating new members, which is an important moment to hear wisdom for community life, which might be a good title for for this passage, Wisdom for Community Life. It begins by reminding the readers and the hearers and each one of us of our original commitment. Maybe that's a good enough reason to come every Sunday is to remember our original commitment which includes the knowledge of who and whose we are. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with... And let me be clear, people who gather in other spaces and through other faith traditions are also God's chosen people. So this is not an exclusive reading, even though it might have been at the time. To interpret it that way is very harmful. But to remember that our original commitment is to be people of love and people of peace. And you have to weigh that and measure that up against what we are asked to do, and when and how we are asked to do it. To say, is this, a loving response? Is this a loving action? Is this what peace looks like, sounds like, feels like? I wonder what might come from sitting with these words on a regular basis. Or if not these words, which words you would choose to sit with on a regular basis? I'm looking at Tim and Jenny and I'm thinking, oh, I wonder how many songs have come from your stillness and that beautiful Nebraska landscape where you were born and raised, Tim. The spaciousness. I offer the possibility of selecting either these words or some other words or maybe even one of the poems. I offer it with the possibility of hope that some of you will try it and see, and then share what, if anything, has shifted for you as I suspect it might, and and why might I expect that it will? Because that's what happens when we pray. C.S. Lewis said it well, and others have said it differently, prayer doesn't change God, it changes me. Test it out, give it a try and then you'll determine which communities, which teachings you want to align with. And as I said today, this is a celebration for us of people who have made that decision that this is the community that they would like to align with, that this is the community that they would like to learn what love and peace look like, sound like, and feel like. Because there's, there's no perfect community, and we certainly are not perfect. But our commitment is that we're going to try together and learn from each other. And so new members are a wonderful way to welcome new voices and new reflections and even new stillness into a community. Because it shapes us, not for groupthink, but for discernment, which is different. With each new variable, discernment can shift, and it does. And so it is with joy this morning that we're going to transition into that new member portion of our service. And we've had three people that have expressed a definite interest. But I also want to open that up to anyone who's here this morning that feels moved to to join our church in covenant. Uh, I'm going to invite Carol and um, Tammy and Dave to come forward right now would be good. And if, uh, if you've been thinking about it and feel moved, you are welcome to come forward or wait for another time. Come on
1: up. It's our tradition to share a little bit uh, about new members as they are joining. And so I get to begin by telling you a little bit about Dave and. Tammy. Dave and Tammy recently moved to Longmont from Nebraska to be closer to their adult children who Sarah has uh, reintroduced you to if you have not yet met them, Amy and Tim. Amy and Tim are the ones who introduced their parents to UCC Longmont for which we are grateful. Dave's interests and hobbies include music, yoga, and biking. And Dave is passionate about nature and public policy Tammy's interests and hobbies include gardening quilting painting cooking and baking and music and Tammy is passionate about health and supporting children Carol Phillips was born
0: in Boston Massachusetts I'm so sorry Beth isn't here to say go socks. <laughs> And Carol has lived in Longmont for more than 50 years. Now, it may surprise you that Carol is not already a member of UCC Longmont. This was her husband's church, her late husband's family's church, and Carol has been attending for decades. Carol is a Meals on Wheels volunteer, and she appreciates our community's commitment to helping folks with food insecurities
1: to join a church is to join a community of people, but it is also to join a communion with God. And so when we welcome new members, we create and recognize a covenant, which is an agreement that invites God's loving witness within us. We talk about welcoming members, but we are really welcoming new partners Mm. in ministry in the ways that God is calling us as a community into the world. And we do that trusting that all together, we will discover what it means to be a body of Christ. And so we get to start uh, our formal welcoming by asking you all a question. As a community, as members, as visitors, this morning. And that question is this. Do each of you welcome these new members into our community, pledging to uphold the values of our community covenants? If so, please say, we will. We will
0: and Dave and Tammy and Carol, today we rejoice in the journey of faith that has brought you to First Congregational UCC. We are grateful for every mentor and faith community that has nurtured your spirit along the way. And we delight in this moment, recognizing that you have made the decision to join this household of faith. And so I have a question for you this morning. Will you participate in the life and mission of this community of God's people, sharing regularly in worship and taking part in the ministry of this church as it serves the community and the world? And if so,
1: please say, I will. I will. As we've said, the decision to join is one that is both personal and communal. We are all together this morning reaffirming our own commitment or exploration of commitment within this community. And so we join together, uh, rising in spirit and reading the words of mission and covenant that are printed in your bulletin. And so we say together. We We gather as God's people to to discern discern Christ's Christ's way. way to seek social justice, and to discover the holy. We move out into the world to extend the reach of our living God. May the peace of Christ rule in our hearts, since as members of one body, we are called to be a community of peace. And as a
0: community, let's just give them a little whoop whoop to welcome them this morning. please take a few moments after the service to say hello but we welcome you and we're going to continue with a song that could very well serve as a covenant as well it's going to be um, not in a hymnal so you're going to have to look on the screen and and in support of our commitments of a church with expansive language i want to point out that the fourth verse has a traditional Trinitarian formula, which is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you are welcome to substitute those words with Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit, or some other language um, that feels a little more simpatico to your spirit. So Dave and Tammy and Carol, we welcome you. And friends, let's sing together.
2: As you're getting settled back into your seats, I invite you to find yourself in a comfortable position. And as you find yourself comfortably there, I invite you to allow your eyes to close or perhaps your gaze to soften. And allow yourself to remember a time outside. Remember a time outside in nature where you found a tree. A prayer under a tree. I lay under a tree the other day, a big tree. And I looked at a single leaf. I imagined I was the leaf, and I imagined the leaf saying, I'm not like the leaves on those branches far from me. I am my own leaf. Then I looked at the whole tree and the thousands of leaves on the tree. And I looked at myself again and thought, forgive me for the sin of believing in the illusion of independence. Forgive me for pretending I'm not attached to something larger than just me. Forgive me for confusing uniqueness with separation. Forgive me for resenting all the reminders I can't do this by myself. Bless my tree, even if I can't control it. Thank you for the majesty of its branches and the strength of its roots and the good fortune that I was born as part of something so beautiful. That next week.
0: And friends, our benediction is our third prayer. Its title is The Big Ask. And I wanna invite you to stand as you're able. And I just wanna say for your own prayer purposes, the only thing I changed was the word me with us. So if you wanna try this at home, you can do it either way or both ways. Your left is the left side, so left of the center aisle. And this is the right side. And let's just take a moment of pause in between each paragraph, okay? So in between sides. There's no need to rush through this. To God, to our ancestors, to anyone who will listen, we ask and pray for this. Bless us with a peace that comforts me when I
3: that expands me when, when I, I think small that finds a way through my, my fiercest resistance. Bless us us with a peace that is a refuge refuge from torment, torment. that That is is an oasis oasis from tyranny.